Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Our guest today, author William Mykian. Am I pronouncing that correctly, William? just published his newest book, Numerology Made Easy, as Introduction to the Chaldean Science of Numbers. William's book shares the brilliance of Chaldean methods, stating each numerical value is in our names and birth date, brings a vibrational energy that allows us to be creative in our daily lives. William has written articles and papers on metaphysics, meditation, numerology, conducted workshops on Chaldean numerology, and is a motivated speaker. He is a mathematician, philosopher, and lifetime student of spiritual and metaphysical principles. His spiritual and philosophical studies have included, but are not limited, to the works of Joel S. Goldsmith, Alan Watts, Charles Fillmore, Jane Roberts, Ernest Holmes, Alice Bailey, Helen Blavatsky, David Baum, Sheldon Drake, J.J. Hurtock, Daniel Quinn, and Neil David Walsh. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. Well, and I'm Taz. William Mikeyan graduated from Pennsylvania State University, where he majored in mathematics and philosophy. His experiences in business, financial, and performance management, along with professional writing and nutritional therapy, truly made a wholesome package for his entire life. In the greater part of William's life, he began to specialize, and he was naturally attracted to numbers and philosophy, along with spiritual studies. And as his research with Chaldean numerology expanded exponentially, all of these subjects merged and his attention was drawn to a unique link that he observed between mathematics, philosophy, numbers, and language. Doors would simply open to new avenues of knowledge and when this understanding was applied to one's life and world, well, he could hardly contain himself, he says. Half of William McKeon's lifetime became Chaldean numerology energy. He, a Chaldean master in his own right, he is one of the few experts in the understanding and application of Chaldean numerology in the tradition of master Chaldean numerologists, Shiro and Jerome Moore. Jerome, excuse me, Moore. William was actually drawn to mathematics and philosophy where he could feel an energy that these subjects represented as well. It it then gave way to him being surprised at the lack of science, uh, discipline, and logic missing in most of the books about numerology. And to his shock, he found none of the numerology systems having actual proof and offered no evidence that demonstrated the truth of numerology, as well as giving no assurances as to why their way was correct and why they claimed that their particular system was um, accurate. William knew and could feel the truth was somewhere, and so he persisted in his long and serious search that began in 1970. Piece by piece, truth was revealed to William, and the Chaldean method stood strong. 
Well, finding out about oneself takes a lifetime of investigation, but with your skills, William, it sounds like the journey can be cut a little bit shorter and enjoyed, oh, so much more, and some numbers that allow us to see us more in depth. We welcome you to our show today, and I know we're going to have fun. Yes, we are. Thank you. (laughs) Did you like numbers when you were a kid? Uh, I've been numbers all my life. Uh, It's like uh, when I took arithmetic classes, things like that, uh, my hand would always go up. I'd know the answers. Uh, When I do the problems, I used to finish my hour tests in 15 minutes, and it wasn't the fact that I was brilliant. Apparently, uh, there was a connection very, very young with numbers. So, uh, yeah, all my my life, uh, numbers have been uh, a major, major player. Sounds like your brain was wired <laughs> with that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank goodness for us, because look what you've done. You've done such an in-depth study and and allowing people to see what this vibration, um, what their names hold and what their birth date names, uh, what oh, their yeah. birth date itself holds. So important, uh, particularly the name that's on the birth certificate. And we'll talk about some of these things throughout the show but yes uh the our most important aspect is what comes from our name which is our calling so we'll 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 keep going at it so okay. <laughs> were you um always interested in the metaphysical side of things or did that come later uh that came much later in fact as far as i was concerned metaphysics was uh well i I'll be polite, uh, <laughs> that you had to be a little bit, you know, ditzy in order to believe in that stuff. And it wasn't until my uh, early 40s that I actually woke up. And uh, I worked for a large corporation, and I was, uh, I had just gotten a bunch of promotions, you know, using numbers, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of my employees uh, was into metaphysics and spiritual things, and he kept urging me to go to this one. Um, it, it, uh, a psychic was coming to the corporation in the recreation room to talk, and he urged me to go, and I told him where he could go. I said, you can go to the rec center if you want. I said, i got work to do. So lo and behold, it's about 6.30 or so, and I'm still at work, and I got ready to leave, and I remembered the rec center, so I went over there. And here was this guy up there talking about all this stuff, and he had wanted us to put three questions in this bag that was being passed around. So I did. I knew the answers to all of them, of course. I was going to prove this guy was really not, you know, nowhere near. And so... Who do you think questions he pulled the very first time? Mine. And it blew my mind. And uh, he had this spiritual center uh, in North Hollywood, California, so I went to the open house, and I've been on the path ever since. Well, it was really unusual for a, um, a place of business to have a psychic visit. Well... Uh, apparently, uh, what I found out later is that the editor of the newsletter was also very much into metaphysics and spiritual things, and he's the one that paved the way for the psychic to come. It was it, it, all very coincidental, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that no, I don't either. <laughs> I think it was the universe kicking you in the rear end. <laughs> well, really hard. <laughs> so. When did you start looking into numerology? Uh, it was actually when I started uh, taking some classes at the center. It was called the Trian Science of Being. And uh, there were some really interesting people there. And so I took this one class. It was based on his book. And uh, all of a sudden, a lot of my concepts went down the tubes. Uh, because I could sense the truth of what he was talking about. I didn't accept everything he said, but I could feel it. So, uh, And then in, in along in all, all of that, I got introduced to numerology. Someone says, well, you're into numbers, you like numerology. I said, yeah, right. 
<laughs> I took numerology. I said, give me a break. So what I did is I researched it, and initially I was introduced to what they call Western numerology, which uh, because no one had ever heard of Chaldean numerology ever. And so I started studying it, and I enjoyed it, and it made sense. And then I started getting clients and discovered that sometimes I was really accurate and sometimes I wasn't. And it always turned out to be the name where the vibrations coming from the numbers didn't match what I was feeling. So I went on. That's when I started going on my search, discovered Chaldean numerology, and here I am. It's an awesome science. I pronounced it incorrectly. <laughs> so now oh, I know no, 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 that's okay. Uh, I've It's been pronounced both ways. That's just my prece- precedence, you know. So what's the difference so, between Western and Chaldean numerology? Uh, the major difference has to do with the alphabet that's used. In Western numerology, they use the quote-unquote English alphabet, which is actually derivative from the Roman alphabet. And the the system says, okay, alphabet is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, therefore it should be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And um, then what what happens is, is that it takes away from the sounds of the name. The alphabet used in Chaldean, it's it's one of, it was one of the original sacred alphabet. It was it preceded the uh Hebrew alphabet and the uh Sanskrit alphabet that they use, which is another sacred alphabet. At any rate, it says that letters as they appear in the alphabet actually represent sounds. Tonal energies, sound syllables, whatever we want to call them and that the so-called letters give off vibrational resonances. They they give off these energies. And as it turns out from the sacred alphabet, they were actually known as uh, uh, creative kinds of energies. Uh, So I call them sound-based letters. They're really sound syllables. Each of those sound syllables in the alphabet have a specific value, number, assigned to it. Like the letter A is 1. Okay, now the number 1 has a meaning behind it, which means uh, original, it means pioneer, it means individual. Uh, it is. Uh, it's also stands for originality and creativity, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of things it goes for. So each of these sound syllables has that value. And it's the key to identifying the vibrational patterns that are actually impacting your life. Now, these vibrational patterns for the name and birth date, these numbers, have descriptions. It's called the language of numbers. And these descriptions derive both modern, Western, and Chaldean use the original set of descriptions that have come down through thousands of years. It's just that somewhere along the line, someone changed the Western to use the English alphabet instead of the original. Hmm. Now, the the other difference is that the Western, in all of the Western numerology literature that I read, they downplay the name. They, you'll find a lot of them saying, you know, it's easy to change your name, you know, so that you get a better number vibration, but that misses the whole point. Our name is our calling. It defines in real terms our purpose and mission, which is our calling. That's what we're called by on the birth certificate. It identifies our heart's desire. It's kind of like the emotional perspective that we will experience as our environment unfolds for us. And the consonants and the heart's desire are the vowels. The consonants give us what is called personality, but I call it as others see us. You know, I guess with Shakespeare in one of his plays says, Oh, the gift that God gives us, if he could just give us this gift to see ourselves as others see us. That's our personality vibrations. That's our first impression when we walk in the room. 
And those are the two major differences. One, they don't use sounds. They actually use linguistics for the Western numerology when they should be using what is called phonology, which is what happens when the vibrational patterns move out. And it actually will, does create potential experiences for us that are in tune with what our soul would like to do. Next question. <laughs> I, I could babble forever. I'm sorry. Well, um, I, I know some people change their names so that yes. it's more powerful. But does that really help? It sounds like it's what we're born with. Well, here, here's the difficulty. Uh, sometimes we don't like our name. We don't like how it's spelled. We don't like it when people call it. So we'll change it. Um, the difficulty is is that that original name that we have, that we assigned it to ourselves so that we could get develop a blueprint or a design of just about every potential experience, environment, um, uh, events that could happen in our lives as these vibrational patterns went out and started creating that environment for us. So we set the pattern. Now, it's a blueprint, but it's a really good, accurate blueprint because it identifies those areas where we can exceed and excel in our life and where we can find our greatest joy or greatest good. It's a pointer. It's interesting, the Old Testament uh, in the book of Numbers, as it turns out, starting with the first chapter, God is talking to Moses and he says, look, we're going to be moving into a new land. They had just left Egypt. And he said that uh, what I want you to do is to go in and do an accounting of everybody in each of the 12 tribes. And one of the things he said is, is besides, you know, their father's houses and the clan that they belong to, he says, you need to do it by the number of their names. He didn't say count the number of people. He said to choose according to the number of their names. And I always thought that was very interesting. That came up again, that comes up again in the New Testament in Revelation, where they talk about the number of our names. So when we change it, What's what's important about changing our name is, in, in fact, in one of my chapters, I forget which one right now, it talks about the five rules of name changing. Uh, in, in fact, I think I have the set of rules right here, and I'll read uh, briefly and quickly read them. Rule one, don't change your birth name. Use and maintain your birth name because it gives us three of our major characteristics that define our life, our life experiences. Rule two, if that's not possible, try to use a name that you're changing to that maintains your birth name numbers. Rule three says if that's not possible, (laughs) at least choose some patterns that are compatible or in sync with it. And I'm saying all of these because what happens is is that once we change our name or once it's changed, our entire environment shifts. What was there originally for us for the first 18 or 20 years or whatever begins to fade. And the patterns that come off of the new name because that's what we've accepted as our calling. What happens is is that within a three, four, five-year period after you change your name, what you used to have as your life now shifts. So now it's your new name that dictates the choices, that dictates the potential. And if they're at odds, it's like the new name is at odds with your birth name, sometimes people will struggle during their lives or not have as fulfilling life as they would like to, et cetera. It's not that it's damaging. It's just that we have to really be careful uh, about the reasons we change our name and whether or not we know what our original plan was. That's that's the big thing about name changes. Well, look at all the women that have changed their names when they get married. 
Well, how long have they been second-class citizens? <laughs> who, who has ruled in all those years? Man. Yeah. See, because they took the man's name. Isn't that silly? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now the women are deciding to keep their own. That's right, and they're starting to hyphenate. And where did they realize that the hyphenate still causes some environmental changes related to the married name, and then they'll start dropping the hyphen. Well, when I look back and when I changed my uh, to when I got married and changed my last name, my life did shift. So, I've always well, thought about it, that. Well, it 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 doesn't make say that it shifts for the worst or the better. It just is different than what was on the original blueprint. And and it's like my name is um, William Mikeyan. My name has, is a 33-6. My birth name is a 66. It's still a 6, the number 6. Counselor, teacher, uh, um, family-oriented community, things like this, harmony, balance, uh, fine arts. The 33 is a stronger number than the 60. And in my book, I have a whole chapter on compound numbers that tells how they influence things. The compound number in the name, um, like in or in the birthday, in your birthday, 15-6. <clears throat> the 15 tells you, gives you a better idea of what kind of a 6 you are. So if you're a 24-6 or 33-6, there's always there's a different flavor to the, to the way your life unfolds than the other people that have a 6. That's why of every chart that I've done, and I believe when I did it mathematically, the chances are billion to one that the name you have, I mean over billions, it's billions to one, that the name you have would be the same as anyone else's. <coughs> very unique, very unique. Even, even if you have a real common name? <laughs> yes, because it depends on how it's spelled. <clears throat> Otherwise, <clears throat> excuse me, what happens is, is the name, it's made up of these sound syllables, each letter. It's the combination of the sound syllables when the name's pronounced that determines the vibrational patterns it's set up. So if someone is named John Smith, S-M-I-T-H, and another one is named John Smythe, which they pronounce Smith, uh, which is, you know, S-M-Y-T-H-E, it's a different vibration. And even if it's, if, if, if it's exactly the same, John Evan Smith, they would have to have both people would have the name spelled exactly the same, and their birth dates would have to be exactly the same for their um, paths to be identical. Even identical twins aren't identical; their paths are different. But yeah, it's in uh, in part of the book I discuss why all these things are. Um, I mean, there's whole chapters on. Uh, discussing what the compatibility is. And in my in the chapter that it does compatibility, I explain what some of the potential conflicts could be or differences. Now the other <clears throat> some of the other things that that I really enjoyed in your book was when you spoke about pinnacles. Would you talk a little bit about the pinnacles, um William? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, pinnacles would come off the birth date, so that means normally, uh, I mean, even Western numerology even suggests that people can change their birth dates so that they could get a different vibration. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, however, the birth date, uh, in addition to giving the destiny number, which is our life cycle, it's uh, what do we, it, and and the birth date itself is what I call our intellectual perspective. It's the way we think about things, where the name is the way we is our intuitive perspective. It's 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 our connection to our soul is through our name. 
at any rate, there are pinnacles and challenges, and we can determine the personal year and personal month events, potential events. The, the pinnacles are an interesting thing. They, they occur, there's uh, four pinnacles. The first one, um, it, it's, you get the pinnacle numbers, the vibrational pattern numbers, by adding the numbers of your birth date together in a certain way. For instance, the first pinnacle is made up of adding the month and the day of the birth date. So to make it simple, if you're born on July 1st, your first pinnacle would be the number 8 and whatever patterns are going to show up. Now, the the nice thing about pinnacles is that these open doors of opportunity for us in addition to everything else. During these phases in our life, new and different opportunities come up that we can take advantage of. And that's what the pinnacles show us. Uh, additional opportunities, it may even be, uh, we might be, quote-unquote, a number eight. And if our first or second or third pinnacle is a number eight, then that means that everything in that vibrational pattern and the vibration of the eight gets enhanced. And and a, a great number of opportunities will come up for you to take advantage of. That's what the pinnacles do. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, when I was reading in the book, it talked about, you know, the first pinnacle is, is a little bit longer because it is it is uh, usually from uh, just kind of gathering maybe anywhere between the the birth and the 30th year. And then the pinnacles thereafter are just nine years apiece. Except for the last one. Except for the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so it really gives people a chance to to study, you know, or do different things throughout their years. It's pretty interesting. Well, what happens in our first pinnacle is that gives us a chance to prepare because it's new and it takes us a while to actually become aware of things. It gives us enough time in order to take advantage of that, of those patterns. The, the next two that's just say, okay, here's something a little extra for you over these next two periods. But the first three are always preparing you for the final pinnacle, which is generally the last third of your life, which is where we really need to help. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to agree. Yeah, same, same thing that happens with is called the, the goal power number, the final opportunity number. Mm-hmm. That's the integration of intellect and intuition. Otherwise, when you add the number of your birth name, total name, and the number of your birth date together, you come up with a vibrational pattern that will uh, set the tone for the last third of your life. And that that's where, greatest, where you could find some really great success is in the in in the environment potential environments and events that are being set up based on that. But yeah, it's it gives you a little variety. It also generally the pinnacles will come up with these opportunities in order to help you along the way on your path so that you can ex- continue to experience the things that your soul would like you to experience so that you can continue that evolution, the spiritual evolution. That's what it's all about. It's a tool. It's it's something that helps us not to be in the dark so much about, gosh, what do, why am I here? What do I need to do? What's my purpose? This the, the blueprint and the design actually give you a clue as to what those things are. Well, let's just take a minute here, uh, and then we'll go on with more. I just want to let people know we're talking with William McKeon, and um, William is actually we uh, we sent out a newsletter yesterday, and um, in in the future you can always access and receive newsletters from Paula and I um, by simply signing up on our website, which is the Taz and Paula Show dot com. 
uh, website. And um, But William is giving a special um, for the listeners, and it's a free mini-reading. Three people will be selected by um, December the 15th, and um, will receive their readings by January 5th. So if you want to email William, you can do that and um, have him work um, with your name and, and um, share some uh, lovely things uh, with you. And um, his email address is Will, W-I-L-L, and it's Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, so it's WillMichaels at MSN.com. And, uh, of course, you can always um, email us um, in case you uh, don't get a hold of that email address. And um, Or let, let me give you his phone number, too. So, And we'll repeat this again throughout the show. The number is 408-796-7577. And, again, the number 408-796-7577. You know, just having the opportunity to find out special things about yourself, yeah, it's such a gift, William. I mean, it's so wonderful. And you have really delved in this research. It's like your whole body at times must just shake with excitement after what you find. Well, and, and it's amazing, too, even when I wrote the book, um, I wrote three manuscripts, and I threw them out because they sounded like everything else. And then I sat down one day and listened to the tapes of my seminars and classes, and there was my book. It's it's kind of like, you know, um, when someone sits down and they get this voice coming in and they start writing. Apparently that's what I did because I sat down one day and read my book and was stunned. I actually got chills at how great it was, and I couldn't remember how I ever came up with it, you know, from yep. a, a specific thing that says, okay, this led to that. But a lot of it, a lot of it was really uh, in, internally inspired at, at a time in my life when I wasn't fully aware of stuff, not by a long shot. But, yes, it's exciting. I found it very exciting. Now, if somebody um, actually buys your book, can they do, uh, I mean, can they learn how to do the readings from your book? Uh, they can do their own name and numbers. Uh, that's why the book is written. That's why it's called Numerology Made Easy. I have instructions in there and steps that it, when you do your full name at birth, here's how you lay it out, here's where you place the numbers, and there's also an illustration that shows what the placement looks like and how you add things up, and then it tells you where to go to get the description of the numbers, Yes. And does it go uh, into the pinnacles also? Yes, it goes into, uh, let's see, it does the full name at birth, and it does the vowels, the consonants of the name, it does your birth date, it does the pinnacles, the challenges, it does the final opportunity number, and it does a thing called soul qualities. Now, these are the things that when we come into this life to experience it, these are the particular things that we're working on in this life so that we could continue to complete our quote-unquote training, but it shows those areas of development that we need to work on as a human because the soul is really here to learn about what it really means to be fully human and be aware of our spiritual source, our roots. And the soul qualities are also in there, and it's very specific instructions on how to find those. I have a chapter called the numerologue. It's what I call numerology without the Y. It's pretty cute. And <laughs> it goes, and it has 12 sections in it, and it shows what goes into it. It's kind of like a journal. You can use it is a journal to lay out your numbers and you can do personal years there are chapter uh, chapters in the book on personal years and personal months otherwise what's coming up for the next month um, there is a miscellaneous chapter that deals with apartment numbers house numbers uh, automobile license plates uh 
cities that you want to live in? Is it compatible with your numbers? You know, things like that. There's a chapter on that. And there's one on, uh, I did one called Spiritual Masters. And in it, it I did a numeral, a, a num- science of numbers description of Moses, Jesus Christ, Krishna, and Buddha. And it's really interesting what happens with Jesus Christ's numbers. Because his full name, Jesus Christ, is an 18-9, which is a very powerful number in and of itself. But his, I use December 25th, the year one, for his birthday, okay? Knowing that I, I've gotten so many calls and so many emails about the fact that he was born in March or September or something. I said, that's fine. And what turns out is that birthday is a master number. It's the number 11. And if people get a chance to read the book, they can look at the birth date that has the master number 11. It's very, very powerfully spiritual. It's public. It's electrical. It's um, uh, it, it's it's what is called the enhancement or upliftment of the root number 2. Okay, the eleven is a master number for the for the two. The two is cooperative spirit. It's partnership. It's uh, uh, helpmate. It's uh, uh, spiritual understanding. It and the eleven simply takes it to an incredibly higher level. Yeah, but those all of those things are in the book, in, including I have a couple of chapters. One that talks about beyond numerology, which is really the whole drive for me on my book is to say okay now that you do this and you get this information you don't have to constantly be looking at it because now you'll start moving in your own direction and everything's about choices decisions and the actions we take determine the define the life that we live and all i want what i wrote the book for is to to show people that hey you know here's something we can actually use without playing games it'll it'll give us added value to our lives. Where can people buy your book? Uh, They can get it on Amazon.com. If you type in the words numerology made easy, you'll essentially get about seven or eight books that took my title after I published my first book. But mine comes up first. And it's in hardback, paperback, and Kindle, and ebook. On Amazon.com. And it's also on BarnesandNoble.com. Now, um, when I've done my own numbers, uh, my first, you know, the my uh, month and uh, day comes up to be a one, and both my children come up to be a one. That means that, that it, it brings in what is known as a leadership potential to develop leadership skills and it's also a potential to develop uh, original creative ideas that's a period of time when you could take advantage of the one that's what the one vibration sets up for you yeah thinking outside the box (laughs) yes And how do we find out our last pinnacle, the last third of our life? Or is that is that too hard to explain? On well, let me let me see if I can simplify it. The again, the first pinnacle. The duration of the first pinnacle is based on your birth date number. For instance, mine is the number six. Okay, and um, in the standard science, I discovered that they use uh, what they call the maximum number of years for any pinnacle other than the last one is 36 years. Okay, so my pinnacle would last 30 years for the number six. 36 minus 6. That's how you get the, la- the first one. Um, 
That's how you get the uh, number of years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the first one, of course, is month plus day, and you just add them up to totals. You get a total, and then you reduce it to the root number. The second pinnacle, it's adding the birthday to your birth year. The third pinnacle is adding the first and second pinnacles together. That gives you the third one. The fourth pinnacle is when you add your birth month to your birth year. That gives you the final pinnacle. And that lasts, uh, let's see, my fourth pinnacle started in 1987. So that lasted, uh, all the pinnacles lasted about 40, 45, 50 years. So now I'm in my last pinnacle, which is the number three, which is the number of the author, the writer, the entertainer, the speaker, the teacher, the it's actually a number of entertainment. I would prefer to have a career in, in singing, but I'm a, a, a numerologist and I'm doing metaphysical things now. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the last pinnacle is simply your birth month and your birth year. And you add you just like if it's uh, May 1946, then it's 5 plus 1 plus 9 plus 4 plus 6. Which makes would make it a twenty five. That's how you find the final pinnacle. Okay. So mine would be a six. Okay, that's teacher, counselor. Um, it deals with anything that has to do with. Uh, Arts, art and uh, creative endeavors, it deals with balance, harmony, family, community, things like that. Okay. The six is the cosmic is the cosmic uh, teacher, or it's counselor also. The six is, the number of the six is the counselor. So any of that arena is favorable for you. So I, I would suggest people to buy your book and start uh, looking at their own charts. Yeah, it sold it sold very well when it first came out, but then I ended up getting caught up in a lot. There were medical emergencies in the family and everything, so I eventually tapered it off. But. Um, I've gotten a lot of comments about they said it really is easy to do, and I look at it and I said, okay. I can't tell because, you know, I've been doing it all my life, so, yes, it's easy for me. So, uh, yeah, and people that buy the book, I always encourage them, please, to let me know if, you know, they found something was difficult, they have a question about understanding anything in the book, they just they can either email me at my website at com or at willmichaels.com, or they can call me. If they ever have a question where they can't understand something, I'll be very happy to talk with them. Well, you know, I just got a phone call, and I went to go answer it. I had to go in the other room. But um, I just want you to um, – there's a gentleman who called in, and he has a five-year-old son, and he wanted to know if you could – do something on air, and I said, you know, it's a bit much <laughs> for him to do that, but um, his son is five, and he was born October the 26th, 2006. Okay. Now, I, I don't know if... if I could do the birthday do pretty something. quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his right, birthday then. Was, then, was... Go ahead. 10, 10 okay. and... Um, and then, uh, you know, you can always okay. give him a call, Ernie, and um, the phone number to call. Well, I already uh, have it. Well, I'm I already have say, it. Okay, I have I his birth date number now. Okay. In fact, it, it's a pretty good one. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's what is called a 17-8. It's a number 8. And... Um, if he buys the book, he can he can find the the, uh, the descriptions of all of these numbers in the chapter that deals with it. Uh, like chapter five deals with the birth date, and I'll just briefly read off some of the uh, 
the eight is known as the organizer. It, it's he's going, he can develop natural executive ability because the number eight deals with being efficient and capable. It's also a very intuitive number, uh, like the number of judgment, like a lot of CEOs in the company. You'll find a lot of them have eights in their chart because that they can make they have good judgment abilities. That's what the eight brings with it. Um, business, commerce, financial world, the eight is that. The eight also uh, rules law in the sense of being a judge, the judicial part of law. You'll find a lot of judges have eight in their name because of that intuitive ability to make good judgments. Um, that's briefly what it is. The number 17, which is the compound number, the 17 is um, the, the most favorable of the eights. And um, that's because the 17 has the number one in it and the number seven. And the one is creativity, originality, individual individuality. The seven is science, intellect. Um, 17 is a number that demands proof of things. And that's part of the pattern that will develop in his life. It's... Uh, a number, again, of power, judgment, intuition, expansiveness, things like that. It's a number of vitality, courage, ambition. So if he begins to get interested in those things, it's, it'd be a good idea if he, would, if he can encourage his child along those lines. But still, he has to allow his <clears throat> child to make his own decisions eventually. This is the potential, okay, and that's based on his birthday. Well, it's with the seven. Um, also, William, is that like doing research and things like that? Huh? Definitely, it's a very scientific number. It's kind of like um, on a physical plane, wanting to find out what the truth of reality is. It's not so much um, a spiritual path number in the spiritual universe as it's a spiritual path number in the world wanting to find out the truth about the things that, that are there. It's very intellectual, very scientific, and it has great, uh, what they call, intuitive judgment involved with it. You know, it's pretty fun to be able to know, you know, how, what a path our children are taking. And, you know, it's quite a, it's quite a, a process here from, from birth on up and, it's nice to always have something like this hold your hand as as you're walking this path it, so that, you know, we don't quiver as much so that we have some strength in our in our support that we're able to give our kids. So this book is just so nice to know that you've written this, William, and it's, it's really beautiful. Oh, thank you there, very uh, much. I appreciate that. Well, I, I mean, think it's the truth. You know, if I wish I had known what I know now when uh, I was having my children, because then I could um, name them a very strong name. Yes, you could, but ultimately, in a final analysis, what happens is, is whatever name you pick, that's that's the name they pick. It's a, it's amazing what mysterious spiritual kinds of forces does do to us whenever we're doing that. Because the soul, when it comes into the baby, to the body, knows what they want in this life to experience it. And the the numerology chart is was I discovered is one of the ways it can kinda of let us know some of the things that are going to that could happen so that we don't have as much uncertainty in our lives. Now at the beginning of our show today you said when you started to do readings you were like right on sometimes and you were off other times. Was that because people weren't giving you the correct spelling that was on the birth certificate or Oh no no no. 
It was because I started off doing it with Western numerology. Oh, okay. So okay, where I used the one through nine and A through whatever. And when I would work with their birth dates, it'd be perfect. When I worked with their names, sometimes I'd get it correct. Sometimes it didn't resonate. And that's when I decided to find out if there was something different than Western numerology. And I was in this one bookstore I always go to, and I got this. It's it's just like something grabbed me and moved me toward one shelf. And there was this one book, and it was by Jaron Moore. And he talked about this Chaldean numerology thing. And I said, well, what's that? And that started the ball rolling. And I finally mm-hmm. discovered it. So for two years, I compared the Western system with the Chaldean system. And there's no comparison. The Chaldean system was so, was so much right on that it, it blew me away. It was just amazing. You know, I I did it reverse in what you did. I learned by the Chaldean to begin with, and then I uh, checked out the Western, and I found the same as you did. I found that it was so, so right on that it was it was yeah. a liberating. Literally, I mean, you know, I, I at times I would practically jump up and down, going, "Yay!" I mean, you know, it it was very exciting, and um, to know that you've written this book so extensively, it just really is quite a thrill to to have. And I was so glad that you uh, gave me a jingle. The phone number to actually get in contact with William is four zero eight seven nine six seventy five seventy seven. Again, that number is four zero eight seven nine six seventy five seventy seven. William, do you still do workshops? Uh, I will be starting workshops after the first. See, my the the biggest difficulty I had is that the publisher got the book done two months sooner than I was told it was scheduled for. So I wasn't ready. So I've been taking this last couple of months getting ready since its release. But I will be starting workshops. Uh, I'm talking to a couple of bookstores right now and. Uh, one who's moving up into the Palo Alto area. Uh, I'll be giving uh, probably in the February-March time frame uh, free introductory lectures, an hour, an hour and a half, um, a couple of them, and then I'll be putting on classes, workshops and classes there. And I'll be talking to two other bookstores to start setting things up. And... uh, and hopefully next year, I'm trying to get some uh, support. I'm, I want to. to um, I'll be starting a Chaldean Number of Science newsletter, where we'll discuss all of these things in tremendous detail and answer questions and confusions and things like that. So when when somebody takes your workshop, it actually just goes in in more detail than. Uh... And, and more practice. Well, the the topics I talked about today that generally takes about eight hours in a classroom or workshop environment. So I will oh. I will have like uh, four one day classes, two hour classes, four weeks in a row, that kind of a thing. In in the uh, lectures, I will also go into a little bit more detail, uh, pro- definitely about the names things like that. Have you ever thought about doing a webinar? Uh, that's on my list. It's down in this number 26. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, it, I, I had to develop my website so fast, I had to devote a tremendous amount of time. But I have what I call a syllabus plan. That's the kinds of workshops that I want to present, kinds of classes uh, I've started a webinar plan, and I'm hoping to uh, implement that sometime early next year or no later than early spring to get that going, uh, things like that. Uh, I'm working with, I'm going to be working with Barnes & Noble to uh, see how many authors' events I can put on at their stores. They, they encourage local authors to, to request the author event, so I'll be working with them. And um, do you ever travel? Yes. Do you well, it, pardon? 
Do you travel to do your workshops? I, I was just thinking maybe a oh. webinar would be easier, but. No, a webinar is easier, but see, my work the last bunch of years, I've been a management consultant and I've flown all over the country, including Canada, so I'm used to it. And if the um, response is there, and I'll be also be working with the publisher, and I have some good friends in places like Virginia and, and Pennsylvania, if the response is there, I wouldn't even hesitate to fly to put on workshops. So you said you're a management consultant. Did you um, use the numbers for that? Uh, in in the beginning, it was predominantly uh, in what I call budget management and uh, forecasting and things like that, but and also in scheduling uh, things. But I also got into doing a lot of writing. I worked on management system plans, uh, manuals, things like that. So. Uh, and that was part of the fact that I love to write. And uh, it was in a world of numbers where the numbers are really important, and uh, it, so it, it became natural. But uh, that I was flying almost 100% uh, across the country, and it's when you get to be 30, you know, you got to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's unusual that somebody likes numbers plus they like to write. I mean, it's like almost. Yes, it is. It's kind of a little bit Pythagorean because in, in when I went to school, I majored in mathematics and I minored in philosophy. And I took so many philosophy courses that I have a degree in philosophy. And um, I also had this natural uh, desire to uh, write, to speak and to write. And so uh, eventually they came together. In fact, the latter part of my life on my both my pinnacles as well as my final opportunity, it's all about lecturing, writing, those kinds of things. Well, let's give out uh Williams websites and phone number and okay so his website is uh, www.w like for his first name and his last name is McKeon it's m y like my and k i a n so it's y m y excuse me w let me start again okay <laughs> it's www.w for William, and then McKee and his last name. So it's W-M-Y-K-I-A-N.com, and that's WMcKeon.com. And uh, his email address is Will, W-I-L-L, Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, at MSN.com. Again, Will Michaels at msn.com, and his phone number is 408-796-7577. The number again, 408-796-7577. And is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners here? before? We well, is there are a lot of benefits to... Chaldean numerology and what it reveals to us. Um, it's a very specific, well-defined science. Uh, it gives you access to information that describes, uh, you know, a blueprint and design of your life, past, present, and future. It also presents to you possibilities available to you. It can be, allow you to become more informed about the kinds of choices and decisions you make and actions that you take. Uh, it, in, in spite of the fact that it's written the way it is, it allows you, through your own choices and decisions, to shape that environment. Uh, and it, you know, it gives you insight into a lot of areas of your life, work, business, relationships. In the book, there's a chapter on compatibility. 
that if you are in a relationship with someone and you do the numbers and you take a look at it, it'll tell you what the likes are, what the differences are, and what that means. Well, um, I was, you know what? We're out of time, William. Okay. But I, yeah, we we have really enjoyed having you with us, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like to connect with you. And thank you for sharing your wonderful research. We love it. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I love all you guys. You're just doing such great work. Well, See, we Gaia, had fun with you today. <laughs> Mother Earth Gaia is always, I talk to her every morning. Well, thank you for being with us again, and we we had a very enjoyable hour. Oh, I am very pleased. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.